Hello everyone and welcome back to Let's Go On An Adventure. I know it has been a minute since I've been able to post um, between the holidays, being sick. It's It's been a wild ride. As you can tell, my voice isn't even still 100% back and it's been about a month since I had COVID. So um, it's 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 been a ride. Weather over here has been more rainy than anything, so it can't be weather except for, you know, the changing. It went from super cold to kind of warm, which is really weird for my area and also really kind of scary. So we'll see what the weather wants to do. Um, happy late holidays for everybody. For those of you who celebrated Hanukkah, Christmas, the New Year, Kwanzaa, and all the holidays in between that I do not know. Um, I, I hope you enjoyed your holidays and your break. Uh, I know I enjoyed mine. Um, I ended up with 12 new books that will be on my TBR list, <laughs> my TBR bookshelf that I have, which is about 200 books, but we'll talk about that later. I do finally have an actual book review for you guys, and I'm really excited for it. Um, so we're going to just go ahead and dive right in here. So the book that I have for you is actually a duology, and it's a really interesting one. It is a fairy tale retelling. Originally, I thought it was a Little Red Riding Hood retelling because that was kind of the vibe I got for it, but I'm feeling more of a Beauty and the Beast retelling from the book. I haven't read book two yet. I'm working on it, but at least from book one, that's very much what it's feeling like. And the story or the duology is For the Wolf and For the Throne by Hannah Witten. Now, you may have seen it all over TikTok or all over social media. It is a good book. It, it's truly enthralling, and I enjoyed it very much. It is considered an N.A. or adult dark fantasy. Um, if you guys don't remember what N.A. stands for, it means new adult, which they don't actually have a section for. So a lot of times it's put in the adult section, um, but it just means it has themes that are a little bit too older, too old for teenagers, but not exactly as explicit as most would think for adult fantasy. In other words, there's not nearly as much uh, gore and sex or intimacy scenes that, you know, you would see in more of adult fantasy. Now, the reason why I say that this is kind of a mix between two types of fairy tale retellings is For the Wolf starts off with there is two daughters. There is Neve or Nevera and there is Red or Radaris. They are the two daughters of the queen of this realm. And when a queen of this realm has two, two daughters, the second daughter is sacrificed to the forest. Now, this forest is enchanted or um, magical. Uh, their lore or their faith suggests that kings from thousands of years ago got trapped in there. And the only way to bring them out is to appease them and sacrifice the second daughter. Now, when I say sacrifice, they're not putting her on an altar and killing her. No, they adorn her like any type of sacrificial thing and they send her to the forest. And more times than not, she doesn't come back out. And by more times, I mean, they never come back out. So Radaris is essentially the sacrifice. And the Red Riding Hood vibes you get is, one, her name is Red. Radaris. They call her Red. Two, part of the sacrifice is they send her in, in a red cloak, into a forest. First thought is, you know, Little Red Riding Hood, right there. Now, Roderis has actually a secret. About two years prior, when she was about 16, she's now like 20-ish, 
1820-ish in that area. Her and her sister had went to the forest is a way of rebellion. Her and a young boy named Eric, or Varric, sorry, Varric, and essentially to taunt the forest and to basically be like, you're not all that tough, throwing stuff in it and everything like that. Well, during that time, they got ambushed by some thugs and Red got like stuck by a branch or whatever and she bled. Well, when she did that, the branches are alive. They're essentially magical. They're their own living beings. And I mean more than just, you know, how a tree really is, but they will attack you. She ended up with power from the forest. Like, it stuck her and imbued some power into her to where her veins turned green. Um, and she could use that power. And she ended up killing all the thugs by herself with this power. There was a lot of bloodshed. But she doesn't... She remembers it, but Neve and uh, uh, Varric don't. They just remember they were all dead. Now, this is where her sister is very confused when she willingly goes to sacrifice herself with no fight because she doesn't remember that night, but Red does. And Red feels like she's essentially this monster. She now has this power and the best way for her to protect those she cares for is to go to the forest because there are times where she feels like she can't control this new power that's in her, where she will get upset or angry and she can feel it building and she's afraid if she lets it go, she's going to hurt people again. She'll taste dirt in her mouth. She'll taste earth and everything that you would feel from having power of the forest or of the earth below you. And she's scared. And so she no longer puts up a fight. And her poor sister is terrified. Her poor sister is the first daughter. And the thing that they have is the second daughter is for the wood or for the wolf. The first daughter is for the throne. The essentially power of two when it comes to any type of royalty, actually, real life or fantasy, is you always have two, um, uh, an heir and a spare. And that's essentially what happened, except the spare is to go to the wood. Now, this whole time, the mother, uh, Isla, seems very, not nonchalant, but very cold. She doesn't show a lot of affection towards Red. She doesn't, you know... She prepares her essentially to be a sacrifice. She keeps that wall up. And a lot of people would argue, like, well, she's a terrible mother for doing that. And that was my first thought, too, and then I thought about it. If you know since day one that if you have a girl, a second girl, you will not be able to get to know her because she is meant to be a sacrifice, you're going to put up that wall. Now, I'm sure through her whole pregnancy, she was praying to the gods that she would have a boy. Because if she had a boy, she wouldn't have to sacrifice her daughter. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. Now, to be fair, I don't know if if she had a boy, they would be the heir. And then, you know, Nevaeh would end up being the sacrifice. I don't know. But considering she was first, not second. So probably not. But so this whole time she's cold towards her. And I get it. It's hard to show compassion, love, and want with a daughter that you know you're going to lose so she puts up that wall to keep that separation and it shows that she actually truly cared because not long after uh she sends uh Roderis to the wood uh she becomes sick you can tell she becomes sick um and that's that's problematic 
Now, the story does go back and forth between point of views of Red while she's in the wood and things that happen in there and Nevea and their little thing that's going on. Now, Nevea or Nevera does not like the fact that, you know, Red went willingly. She doesn't like the fact that Red went there at all. And she feels like all of it is basically BS. That the lore that they follow, the faith that they follow is BS. If the kings haven't come in the last hundred years, 200 years, why would they come now? Why? Why would they come now? And so she feels like they sacrificed her sister for no reason. She's a good big sister. I like her. And she with Varric and a priestess who is not very trustworthy, but can't you can only trust so many people, essentially try to come up with a plan to save Red. And this priestess believes that she does know a way. And Nevera and Varric don't really have any other choice but to go with. Oh, and another fun character named Reef. And there's a love triangle, and it's not so much a love triangle as much as betrothal by means. For instance, Varric loved Red. Reef cares for Knave. Knave cares for Reef, but she's betrothed to Varric because of political scheming and stuff like that. Varric is very much in love with uh, Red, and she's now in the forest. So he doesn't know what he wants to get her back at all means. So this whole time, they're trying to come up with what's going on. What to do to get her back. On the other spectrum, whoa, sorry. On the other spectrum, you have Red in the forest trying to figure out what to do because she never thought she would live this long. And as soon as she enters the forest, she realizes how dangerous the forest truly is. It seems like the trees are almost hunting her. And then she bleeds and they straight up attack her. So she is running until she runs into this person who literally fights back the, you know, the trees, or she not runs into this person. She gets into this keep and shuts the gate and it stops these trees from going after her, period. Like, she's safe in there. So she goes into this keep. She finds that there is, you know, most of it has fallen apart. She finds a stairwell. She climbs up it and there's a person there. And he's just scribbling on paper, just, you know, writing. And very nonchalantly, he's like, I'm assuming you're the next second daughter. And she's going, oh, this must be the wolf, you know, kind of thing. Though she's confused because she's expecting an actual wolf kind of thing. And she's like, yep, what happens now? He's like, well, you can have a room. You can do whatever you please. Just don't go outside the gate. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, wait, what? <laughs> this is, I actually get to live? I get to survive? I thought I was basically going to die. And he's like, I don't want to kill you. He's like, there's nothing. He's like, I'm not a bad person. He's like, they call me the wolf, but I don't want to do this kind of stuff. This isn't who I am. Come to find out, this poor guy has been trying to control the forest this whole time because of another area called the Shadowlands. Now, the Shadowlands is where the kings actually are, and they're trapped in there. They're trapped in the Shadowlands, and they can't get out. So this whole time, they're sacrificing these second daughters, and they're not even doing anything, to be truth be told. They're, they're sacrificing these poor girls and nothing's happening. Come to find out the whole reason why everything is going into chaos is because there is a power that the wolf has. And it is like very much what Red has. It is part of the forest. 
and she might actually be able to help control things. Now, the trees that were attacking her were actually called sentinels. Now, sentinels, they actually have no want to actually, like, hurt people, essentially. They're essentially trying to survive and protect the force themselves. These sentinels are doing everything they can to protect themselves from the Shadowlands and the forest from the Shadowlands. And the wolf ma does everything he can to heal the trees when they essentially are attacked. And when they are attacked, I mean, they are attacked by the Shadowlands. They rot from, you know, the ground up. And this rot eats them alive, and it's from the Shadowlands. And they are coming through and trying to take over everything and break through the forest and go after the people beyond. I don't want to give too much more detail than that because I don't want you to feel like you can't read this book because I want you to read this book because it is actually very good. I don't really actually have any negatives on this book, in all honesty, this, this duology. And that's what it is. It is a duology, so if you're wanting to read the book, know that there is a second book, but there's no more than that. I love duologies because I'm not really big on series. Duologies and trilogies are my favorite thing in the world because it's only a few bucks and few books and then it ends. Trilogies, I have a harder, or not trilogies, series, I have a harder time, especially if it's more than a certain amount of books. Um, one of my favorite series that I've been reading, but I have stopped because I know there's two more books coming out, is the Blood and Ash series. I have book four, which is the War of uh, Two Queens. I am holding off on reading it because I know there's two more. The problem is, is with series is I lose interest, especially if they're really long. I know the series is supposed to be six books. After three or four books, I do start to lose interest because the story tends to deteriorate and I don't like that. So I love duologies and I love trilogies because it keeps it short and simple and it keeps, you can tell your whole story within two and three books, what you're wanting to tell. Now, Hannah Witten is a rather newer author. She's only written For the Wolf and For the Throne, and then she has another upcoming book called The Foxglove King. It has nothing to do with this story as far as I've seen. It's completely different. And I'm really excited for her because her writing star's style is pretty amazing. Um, if The Foxglove King it is anything like For the Throne and uh, For the Wolf, I'm assuming it's either a fairy tale retelling or it's a fae retelling. Because Foxglove King, Foxglove, for instance, usually goes back to Faye, which makes me super excited. Her writing style is very clear. Um, there really isn't a whole lot of confusion, which is always really great. Uh, certain writing styles, there's a lot of confusion or it's very sporadic. The only thing that I could say I had an issue with is the back and forth. Now, don't get me wrong. She did it very well to where you didn't actually get lost and then it comes together into, as into one story. So it does the back and forth and then they kind of collide together making one dialogue, which is cool. Back and forth I always struggle with. And the reason why is because it's almost like switching point of views. Now these aren't POV views. These are literally narrative uh, views as opposed to like, uh, say, Twilight, which you know is 100% from Bella's point of view. It's using the eyes, the me's, the uh, very singular pronouns, whereas uh, these do not. These are very much from the narrative point of view, which is saying her name constantly and saying she and they as opposed to I and me. So which is really great. I love narratives more than point of views narratives it feels like I'm actually reading a story or like watching a movie which is really cool as opposed to a point of view where it's if I feel like I am that person which I don't mind that 
that. I don't. It's very creative. I just, I prefer narratives over point of views. I'm excited for what she has coming out for Foxglove King. I don't know if she plans on continuing more with the Foxglove King. I wasn't finding anything on anything extra that she plans on doing. I know she's a very young writer. She's in, I think, her 20s. Um, I'm excited to see what she has. She's already on the bestseller list. This this duology did so well. So I'm, ex I'm excited. I truly am. So that's all I have for these. I do have a lot more that I plan on have upcoming. I'm going to try to keep it every two weeks. If I do not, again, I apologize. Um, I think the next one I might do is either Fireblood or even the Hunger Games. Because I have some concepts on that that I love to talk about. Uh, and I love post-apocalyptic or, you know, scheming type ones like that. I think they're kind of cool. Uh, however... Every time I say something like that, I end up choosing something else. So don't hold your breath. <laughs> um, I have two brand new trilogies that I got from Christmas that I'm excited, as well as three standalones, not to mention the rest of my TBR list. I also, because I am me, hit Barnes & Noble when they had their 50% off all hardcover sales. So I got four books through that, which is why I added them in my Christmas setup, because I literally got it the day after Christmas. And because I have Barnes & Noble gift cards from Christmas, I will be getting more. So my TBR list is going to be forever growing. But that also means I have so many more that I get to share with you as I read. Um, again, I apologize it's taken so long, guys. Between being sick, you would think that reading during sick is the best thing to do. But in all actuality, between being sick, the holidays and everything, I've been in the biggest reading slump. Trying to read has been so difficult. Um, but I have different things that I'm going to try to use to actually build that up and get out of this reading slump. I've created a book journal that will help me actually get things broken down for you a little bit better. And it's so it's not so sporadic um, from what I would rate it, what I would, you know, who's it written by their writer's favorite quotes and stuff like that. Um, I can't say I have a favorite quote from this book at this time. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd give you that. Um, it is definitely a solid 4.5 out of my rating and the reason why I give it a 4.5 is because I did have some struggle with um the multi point of views um but that being said it was a very great read and I truly enjoyed it um and I hope you enjoy it too it was on book talk which is one of the reasons why I got it yep I still follow book talk I'm that crazy I uh, it is one that I highly suggest, especially if you like fairy tale retellings um it does very much have more of a beauty and the beast vibe but there is that little bit of Riding Hood element to it that just kind of intertwine and go back and forth. It's really good. I write it for my book club. It was one that I suggested to my book club and I have not had a single complaint from anyone. In fact, everyone is like, I loved this so much. I went and got the second book and I'm reading that now. It's like, I know that's not part of this month's book club, but I am and I just love it so much. So I'm really happy for that. I'm uh, happy that everyone actually really loved it so much that they wanted to get book two so that's all this week guys or this uh segment i will be doing my best to try harder and get some more out thank you guys for sticking with me i know that you guys have still been listening and just checking for updates i've seen the downloads i've seen the checks thank you guys so much um i'm hoping to make this a actual full-time gig at some point which means that i don't have a schedule that i gotta work with i don't gotta worry about work or anything like that and i can just focus on literally reading and give you guys reviews for it um so stay tuned for that i'm hoping for this next year by the end of this year i can be doing that so 
Thank you guys. Thank you for all my new listeners. Thank you for all of my old listeners who have stuck by. And I hope you guys have a fabulous adventure with this book. You have a good one. Thank you.